Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Feed me. Oh, this is probably a poor, poor day to record. You're Feed gonna be, me. You're going to be even more of an asshole. Feed me Seymour. I'm probably rusty. I was the understudy for Audrey in mm, high school, mm. and I chose the dentist instead. Yeah. So we let uh, Audrey, which is supposed to be played by a really, really soulful black man, played by the skinniest white girl we had. She's the only other one that could do it besides me. Mm-hmm. Cool story, bro. What cool high school stories do you have? None. Exactly. I got a plethora. Yeah, I never claimed to. You have a plethora of cool stories about the robotics team trips that you took. I mean... Andrew Hicks did really clog that toilet so bad that Andrew Zinkery thought the poop winked at him. That's a very good story. It is, I almost said November. <laughs> it is February 25th? Yes. Okay. I, I asked. I, I didn't know if you, if you were seriously Did you not hear the question? Qu- I didn't know if you were seriously questioning it. Questioning it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a question. Okay. Recognize tone. I just had a training today about tone of voice and uh, mm. all that other stuff because I wasn't listening that well. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm. I'm. I. You're gonna. You're gonna do great, man. I you're just, gonna do great. I just told everyone I did this podcast, and they're gonna listen to this and be like, "Oh, that motherfucker's not listening at all." <laughs> um, if you're new here. Every single week, we watch a random movie from our massive movie collection. We talk about our lives. We talk about what's going on in the world. And uh, we have a good time. Um, we just recorded the award show that you heard last week, a couple days ago. So we haven't had any time to watch or really do anything else. Uh, we are going to be watching Nomadland, hopefully tomorrow, from when we're recording this. And you never know, we may try to squeak in another movie there. We're still, God, we're still like three weeks away from Oscar nominations. It's driving me crazy. By the time you're hearing this, Golden Globes will have already happened, so I'm sure I'll be pissed off about those because those 48 people that vote for those award shows dictate like the entire rest of the fucking Oscar season for some stupid reason. Um, and yeah, we will go from there. We'll discuss those. Be on the lookout for a blank slate. I might want to do a blank slate with somebody that's not you. Um, oh, about the that's current. That's so rude. Well, just to get a different take I'm and perspective. I'm sitting right here. You don't need anyone else's perspective. I need all the perspectives I can get. Asshole. Do you have anything going on? No. When was, was it last week's episode we were trying to be nice to each other or was it the previous one? That was our anniversary episode. So what? it wasn't, remember what, <laughs> you already forgot we were trying to be nice to each other. <laughs> what? You, you were serious about that? We did it. You don't remember? Remember you have a mulligan now? Oh, yeah, I do. I won. God, you're coming like RJ more and more. Yeah, but I still won being nice to you. That's the thing. RJ's a nice person. Oh, man, that's that was hard to say. Man, you're, you're lucky your feet are off the floor or else you're going to drown in your own horse shit. I have nothing more to say on the matter. <laughs> Glad you think you're so funny. Uh, I am funny! Well, let's just go ahead and get into today's movie then, because I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, with I this think specific, so. Specific think so. Movie. Uh, it was your, shut you up. It was your... <laughs> it was your nomination. I don't have to be nice to you anymore, right? No. Like, that's done. Oh, good. That, yeah. That's what I was Thank saying. Thank God. I've been meaning this whole time. Yeah, but you were mean anyway. Yeah. It's called... You couldn't be nice. It's called our shtick, quote-unquote, slash our life. Art imitates life. Yeah. 
Uh, when I was reading Jillian's book just a few moments ago to put her to bed, I kept messing words up, oh, and I'm terrified to read this package. Oh, good, 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 good. Let's do Today's it, Today's movie is Trainwreck, mm. from the guy who brought you Bridesmaids, Trainwreck. It's the unrated edition, but I believe we watched the regular version of the movie. Sometimes, like, you put it in, and, like, I'm watching the movie, I'm like, oh, I don't recognize any of this shit. Like, what movie we were watching where that happened um, not too long ago? This one, I don't think it happened, so I think we're okay. Comedies. That's one. I couldn't say the word comedies. Comedies, funny and fearless new voice, says Entertainment Weekly. That's why we're not renewing our subscription. Since she was a little girl, Amy, Amy Schumer, has been taught that monogamy isn't realistic. Now a magazine writer, Amy lives by that credo, enjoying an uninhabited life, free from stifling... That's not correct. Boring... Uninhibited. Fuck! (laughs) Stifling, boring, romantic commitment. But when she finds herself starting to fall for the subject of a new article she's writing, a charming and successful sports doctor, Bill Hader, Amy starts to wonder if other grown-ups, including this guy who really seems to like her, might be onto something. From Judd Apatow, Bridesmaids, and Superbad, Trainwreck is, quote, howlingly fucking motherfucker! Howling, howlingly funny, says Rolling Stone. God damn! Damn this fucking movie. Oh my god. Made me have three? What's wrong with my mouth today? And you almost had four, because you, you struggled on successful. You 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 that was a little rough. Three on train wreck? Woo, baby. I'm gonna knock a point off this movie just out of general principle. Put me back up. So what I'm up two? You're up two only. God Woo. Damn it. If you're wondering why, why I'm so is why is train wreck? So verbose. Why does it need credo, uninhibited, uh, fucking howlingly, stifling boring? It's train wreck. If you're wondering why I'm so happy and Mullet's so upset, it's because we have a bet going um, for the next 50 episodes. Whoever messes up the back of the box more has to watch a film series of the others choosing. And as of right now, he is only up two, and he had been up. What were you up? The five. Like, five minus five. Three is no, two, you dummy. No, at one dummy. point you were up more than that. You were up like seven at one point, you think. Damn it. It's like you don't know how to close it out or something. When did I we watch this? Yesterday? Well, it's just yesterday. Mm. Cool. Well, now I'm in an even, an even better mood than I already was in with the lack of food that I had. So, saw this in theaters. Uh, big Apatow fans. All the movies that were quoted is movies that he's brought us seen and enjoyed he is like the preeminent comedy voice of the past 15 years yes um and has really a knack for identifying people that have stories to tell and making them stars so that's what he did with seth rogan is like the big initial one i mean you could say steve carell to a certain extent sure and then he was one that gave Steve Carell like a starring role, and they did that together. He did um, I mean, Train Wreck. Uh, he did uh, uh, Knocked Up with Seth Rogen collectively. And this, this is movie. 40. And then we have uh, The King of Staten Island, Pete Davidson as well. Um, yeah, like, we, we've we've talked about Judd Apatow previously on this show. We've of course, yeah. yeah. So this so this one is very much in line with those. Well, we've done Knocked Up. We did This Is Forty. Oh, yeah, he did do this for you. He okay. did, because Leslie Mann was in it, so Judd yeah. Apatow did it. That's probably the one I was referring to earlier when I was talking about Judd Apatow or whatever. Uh, the, I think that was the unrated movie that like had extra stuff I didn't I think you're right. About, I think like. you're correct. Um, so this one's the only one from like a female perspective, because everyone else has been male. Well, because Judd Apatow's written the other ones, and yes. he did not write this one. He just directed this one. Right. Uh, he definitely... <laughs> So to say that he didn't write this movie he, from when you watch it is is really, really, really hard to hear because writing this movie and watching it are two completely different things because this movie is drenched and dripping with his fingerprint um, all over purposefully, it. Purposefully. Right, but what Amy I mean Schumer is... Amy Schumer wrote it like that on purpose and included yeah. a lot of things on purpose to get him to be the director to have that Apatow yeah. over. But you could just throw the screenplay of this movie away. Um, and I think in many parts you should. But um, because it, it's just the most like riftastic, 
Apatow just shouting things at the camera. We watched the bloopers after we watched yeah, the, the movie. Yeah, the gag reel, yeah. And the gag reel and the line rama And, like, it's a, I'm surprised he didn't shoot, like, seven million feet of film. Because there's so many, like, shots in there of scenes that, like, are not in the movie. Like, full-blown things. I'm like, they're not in a van with their kids in the movie. There's not this scene with these characters in the movie. Like, and it's just, like improv and riffing and like none of it is like in the script and that's like where comedies have gone largely because of him is that you get a script that's a framework and then you just hire talented people and then like let them do the rest but that's oftentimes what the best sketch comedy is well of course but and that's also what some of the best movies have been as well so um so what did you so you dominated it which was kind of a surprise to me I don't know. I love this movie I don't know what you're talking about okay so you love this movie okay I think it's so funny I laughed throughout the entire thing, appropriately, obviously. Didn't laugh when, like, the funeral, like, when the dad died. But even during the funeral, during the funeral they're you're making a joke, laugh. but not... So, I think this movie is fine. I think it's fine. I Watching really like it, it through, like, from beginning to end yesterday, really, really had some major problems with it. Mm. Um, as a movie as a whole. I, I think it is, I think tonally it is all over the place. I think it is very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very put on. It's very produced. It doesn't feel real. <laughs> and in all the rest of his movies, even in like funny people to a certain extent, you could see like the reality of like the struggling stand-up comedians and knocked up the reality of finding out you're going to be an adult. Uh, in this is forty, the reality of getting older with a family, like they all in forty old virgin, the reality of you know fearing you're not going to find like somebody in your life. This just feels very very disingenuous and inauthentic. I think that you're saying that. Because you can't relate to the point Absolutely of view. not. I knew you were going to say that, and that's 100% not what I'm getting at. It has nothing to do with it being a man versus a woman. Not at all. Can you relate to this at all? Can you relate to the story? Yeah. In what ways? Please tell me. In the ways that I don't want to be trapped in this marriage ways. Hilarious. Now answer my question for real. I'm not meant to relate to this movie. I have... I... I'm very much into monogamy. I'd hope. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Good answer. Very Good much answer. into monogamy, mm-hmm. right? I I don't write for a magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I I don't. Sure. So I'm not... sleep around like this. Like I, I I mean, if I was into a successful doctor, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'm not friends with LeBron James. But not. I'm not talking about relating to it directly. I'm talking about like understanding like. Are, are finding a general guideline or principle that the movie is rooted on that is yeah they said it right fundamental. there fundamental an uninhabited life I no um hate you it's it's so much it's about and especially in the scenes between the sisters it's about the perspective that each of them had about their parents during that nasty divorce being raised. In a certain way, one went left, one went right, and that's what it's showing. To me, that's what I got out of it. So the dad is like, monogamy is not true. Like, like you shouldn't have to be monogamous, right? And, and Amy Schumer's character went with it, totally believed it, went out on that, that avenue, and the opposite happened for the other daughter. The other daughter, Brie Larson's character, was thought the mom was a saint didn't like anything the dad did i think that that's very common Mm -hmm. when you have like divorced parents or you know when especially when they're younger um i think women girls are more impressionable when it comes to that kind of thing so i think that 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 made sense in the movie i think that that was the story it was built off of not so I think that was the core of it. Just and that's why I thought it heightened really well with 
you know, the, the interactions with the dad, the interactions with the sisters, See, and then the funeral scene, and how emotional, all I, those emotions that came out, and then the explosion between them afterwards. And I, I, like I that thought stuff. that it it built very well. And I like that stuff. My problem is that it's it's sandwiched in between, like, all these celebrities trying to be, like, ha-ha funny, and all these, like... Granted, a murderer's row of improv comedy uh-huh. figures and stand-up comedians yeah. doing these bit parts that are just, like, ha-ha funny characters. Like, that stuff doesn't, to me, make a good story or movie, necessarily. I still laugh at this. There's still individual people that are doing a very, very funny job, whether they be celebrities that are going against type or celebrities that are playing a character or, you know, these, like, bit parts. But there are also plenty of other things that just feel way too, like, oh, man, you know what's going to be really funny pop culture-wise? Putting this celebrity in this environment or making a joke about, like, this thing and having it go on for, like, five or six minutes. He's always been a terrible self-editor. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So this is what a hundred. It's over two hours, right? It's just two hours and five minutes. No comedy should be over an hour and forty-five minutes, and that's pushing it in the first place. I agree. This is it's always way too long. Always has way too much, uh, like layers. Not not. It's, I think so. You have plot. Pl- so layers, a, B, C, but they're like thick. Chunky, easy like to peel lasagna. back layers. Like a lasagna. Like a blooming onion. Like a blooming onion. Um, and it hurts the stuff that is very sweet or very smart or really funny. Um, I still like it. There's still plenty of things that I, I take away from it. Can't, but can't tell. Well, no, I, I just I feel strongly about it because it's this is the third one we've done on the podcast, and this is the fourth or fifth movie of his. Like in general, and it's like at a certain point you gotta like know. So it's just it's maddening to like continue to see it, mm. and like especially when it's something that I don't think I don't think it's aged well. This movie came out six years ago this summer, and I don't think it's aged well at all. Um, there, I found myself laughing a lot less. Sure. Um, then I've like caught bits and pieces of it on television, or even when I saw it in theaters. Should have seen it in theaters in Akron, Ohio, because there was a big uh, uh, premiere for it in Akron, Ohio. And I was there in town for it, visiting my family, and I was too busy with them. I couldn't accept the invite, so I apologize to LeBron for not being able to make it. See, it to a- me, I feel like he would have been in Cleveland because. They didn't even mention Akron in this movie. Well, no, because... They, they just talked about Cleveland. Well, because... Because Cleveland rocks. Well, because Cleveland... And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Because there's nothing in Ohio. There's one movie theater in Akron. No, there's not. There's like four movie theaters. There was. Um, yeah, there's one movie theater well, in Akron. Well, it was the Regal Montrose, since we're, that's where I, I was gone. There's a funny, very funny Funnier Die video where they go to Swenson's, and they get LeBron's order, which I don't agree with, but it's fine. Um, he gets a double cheeseburger and a banana milkshake, and you know what? Whatever, man. Um, also... He's got class. There's another, uh, I think, I think there's, like, a third blooper reel, because I specifically remember, uh, at one point, LeBron, like, like, talking to the two of them in a scene again, it's not in the movie, and, like, pitching them Cleveland again, they're like, what is even they're doing in Cleveland? They're like, there's all kinds of great food in Cleveland. You can go to Friendly's. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. But we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Uh, so... So things that I like about the movie. Like I said, murderer's row of funny people in this movie. Some of them. (laughs) We're going to get there, too. Trust me, we're going to get there. Um, Because we're going to get in an argument. Um, Colin Quinn. We're going to get in an argument? Yeah, because I know you're going to push for it. There's no other option. There there are two other options. And I'm still probably going to let you have it, but I disagree. Um... Colin Quinn, great in this movie. Thought he was really, really emotional, really, really affecting. Uh, David Tell, as like the homeless guy. Uh, Nikki Glaser, uh, Fortune Feimster, Tim Meadows, uh, Randall Park, the Jewish guy. <laughs> His I name mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, it is an amazing it's, ensemble cast. It's, it's an cast, a great ensemble one. cast. No, except for like three people. Except for one person. Uh, I. 
I don't think they Bill Hader and Amy Schumer necessarily have chemistry. That's what people say about us. Who the fuck says we don't have chemistry? Who? I don't know. I was Yeah, I was gonna say who the fuck who would even broach that you know what? I you guys don't have chemistry. Okay, cool. I we're know. married and we have do a you, child. Do you remember when we first started dating, everybody thought we were brother and sister? Well, yeah, because we were we were both gangly twenty year olds. <laughs> With dark hair. And now we're less gangly 34-year-olds. Yeah. Um, on top of what I just said, Mark Birbiglia, I don't want to forget people. I meant to say Mike. I probably said Mark. Thank God it wasn't on the back. Got Birbiglia right. Can't say Mark or Mike. Um, you have, like, fucking Method Man and Brie Larson and uh, Ezra Miller and, like, just so many people chalked into this movie mm-hmm. that Matthew Broderick. Every, so that scene. Merv. Marv. Marv. That scene is maybe my least favorite scene in a movie I sort of like ever. That scene is the epitome of everything I was talking about five minutes ago about yeah, Judd Apatow movies. We, we is, didn't need that scene. Is... And if those of you that don't know, there's a scene where after an, Bill Hader and Amy Schumer scene. have broken up, LeBron, who is as uh, Bill Hader's character's best friend, calls him down for like, oh, I hurt myself. And he goes on like his gym, I guess. And there's an intervention and Matthew Broderick is there as himself. Tennis legend Chris Everett is there as herself. And then eventually uh, sports announcer Marv Albert walks in and they're having an intervention for, like, why and, he's down in the dubs. And Mind Marv been... is calling it. And and Chris Everett and and Matthew Broderick are not saying much of anything of note. LeBron, who is very good in this movie, he's not the MVP. The reason why he's not is that scene specifically. Because he's very bad in it, because the scene is very bad. Well, that's not, but that's not necessarily his fault. No, but he, no, he's very bad in, in the scene. Like, he was better all of in his line bloopers. And the blooper is great, because he's crying because Marv Albert's so bad. that he, Marv Albert is one of two people who have a case as to why yeah. Marv Albert is in, horrendous. Inconsequential. It's inconsequential it, to the plot. That scene to is the so scene. bad that. Inconsequential. No, to the, he's the whole, he's the, supposed to be the funny part in the scene. Okay, inconsequential to the movie. Inconsequential. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, no one else but, could have done that part. <laughs> yes, they could have. So many people could have done that part. Who, who, Charles Barkley could have done that part. Charles Barkley could not have done that part. Hey, man, listen. There's plenty of other pussy out there. That's <laughs> immediately better than Marv Albert. Marv Albert's only funny if you know that he bit somebody back in 1998 when he's like having like BDSM sex with them. Inconsequential. Whatever. Um, but despite the fact that I think they don't have chemistry, so let's just kind of tackle Amy Schumer. Because Amy Schumer is not my MVP of the movie. She's not my LVP of the movie either. Uh, I think that she's a better actress than most people would give her credit for on the surface. Like, she went to fucking NYU for acting. Like, yeah. she's, like, she knows how to act. And the eulogy scene shows it. Like, she's, That was great She's scene. great that. was in a that. great scene she's in that. great in that. Um, but, like, she doesn't feel natural when she's, like, doing the Apatow riffs. Um, or like when she's, like... the very beginning... I was it. I was not. It's just flat when she's riffing on the guy's dick. Yeah. Uh, even when she's, um, you know, like trying to come up with uh, like sports teams names, or she's doing like the dancing and stuff. Like it her, doesn't. Yeah. It's not her personality. She's better when she has like under her breath comments, or when she makes like a snide remark, right? Or she has attitude. She's not the like the clever. I have three or four comments really snappy and quick at what's happening thing. Like a Seth Rogen, like a uh, like a Paul Rudd, like thing, you know, like people like that, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I think she was trying too hard to be like that rather than be herself. Yes. yes. I think if she just was herself cuz she was herself in, in in parts of this, I was like that's just Amy Schumer. Yeah. That's but just that's a, I'm saying like her. There's parts that are put on like when she's on the ferry, she like puts her arms oh, out yeah. after like I so, hated that. It's just it's, I hated that. it feels like a movie. Whereas in Knocked Up, Four Year Old Virgin, other ones I've mentioned, this is a you scene. can see it being like a documentary or right, it's this a is scene. Like a scene in the life. Yes. Even the stuff that like I find funny, like all the Cena stuff, like she's not good in those scenes or parts, but she's also not the focus, 
but she takes me out of them because it feels like she's reacting to things that are in a movie, not, you know, this is, Real I'm life. watching somebody's life. You know, right, it's right. just not believable. I can, I can understand um, that. But she's not my uh, my LVP either. Um, it, it's like, when she's doing stuff, I can see and hear Judd Apatow shouting shit off camera for them to say. Like, you see him in the gag reels do with the old guy who's like, what am I supposed to say? Like... It's reached a shelf life, I feel like, in a lot of these movies. I'm really interested to see King of Staten Island, because that's kind of like, to me, like the test. Because I don't see Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei and Pete Davidson like being that style. Right. Well, Pete Davidson does a lot of his own improv anyway. Sure, but also like... So when you like everybody's like a style of improv. So like Pete Davidson also is very observational, very self uh, deprecating. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't necessarily That's not necessarily Jed Apatow's. Yeah, it's not necessarily style. like Hey, you look like this or hey, how about this reference? You know, like it just doesn't fit. Um I just had a point I fucking lost it. Mm. I forget what it was. Um So that so that hurts it to me. Okay. Um but, oh god, I forgot like even like the movie within a movie. So let me go back to like the top of my notes. Um, oh, that's what it was. So the other thing with Amy Schumer that I, I have a hard time and I actually noticed in this movie is like kind of her reputation and where she is now. So like, I think like right when this movie came out or maybe like soon afterwards, it kind of became like she was kind of became like the female Carlos Mencia to a certain extent. We're mm, like that's she, the biggest insult I've ever anybody, heard you say to anybody. anybody. Well, I don't mean it to be like that's the only thing I can equate it to is that was highly accused of stealing jokes. Like many videos have been made on YouTube, like supported by other comedians, like side by side showing here's this stand up comedian doing it on like on their special, and there's Amy Schumer like doing it on her special, and it made me think of the fucking um, I need I did I still didn't do wow. the research on it. The, uh, the, the, what's the magazine called? Like, Snuff? Or... I don't know. Snud or something? Whatever the magazine... When they're having, like, the magazine pitch scene at, like, the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're talking about the athletes. They're talking about DeBrickishaw Ferguson and, like, all these names. I'm like, that's the fucking East-West College Bowl. That's yeah, Key and Peel. And I was like, when did that sketch come out? Because, like, that directly flies in the face of, like, what everyone's saying. Like... So you have that, and then also you have the fact that she has this pitch as being, like, this character or this type of person, and now she's, like, still doing it in much less successful things, like that I Feel Pretty movie, like um, that movie with Goldie Hawn, which we both own because you wanted them, and we'll get to it at some point. Snatched? Snatched, yep. Um... Not like they weren't. Oh yeah, snatch. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't. A, yeah, Amy Schumer with a British accent getting punched by Brad Pitt and snatch. Um, like those things didn't hit because I think people were like, okay, well this is the same thing basically, so no thank you. And now she's in like tampon and margarine commercials, and it's like, okay, I guess keep getting them checks. Mm-hmm. But from this, you would expect her to at least have like, a quarter or a third of what, like, Seth Rogen or even to a certain extent, like, Melissa McCarthy would have. And that, like, you're really good at these two things. Mm -hmm. And then I think the problem is she doesn't have the range, which is surprising because with her pedigree, you think she would have further range and and get a little bit further. But, like, Melissa McCarthy's been nominated for two Academy Awards. Seth Rogen's one of the biggest producers and has his hands on so many great projects, you know? Like, she doesn't. And I think, like, I think that also hurt my watching of the movie is, like, well, like, I kind of was disappointed, like, well, this is it. And then when I watched it, I'm like, well, this is it? You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's what it was. So my focus a lot of time was watching, like, Bill Hader in this. It's like, oh, yeah, Bill Hader's about to be, like, one of the best actors on television and, like, killing everything he does. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this, and the kind of the exact opposite when this came out, like, when this movie came out, like, he was doing, like, fucking T-Mobile commercials, you know? I remember that. So, like, it was basically, like, a total 180 from this movie of, like, where their trajectories went and and where we are today. Mm. Um, so that was kind of surprising to me to, to watch it. Uh, 
So I've talked a lot about what I did and did not like. What do you not like about the movie? And we're not allowed to talk about her yet. That uh, nothing. There's nothing else no. you dislike. About I didn't this like movie. the intervention scene. Okay. Right. Um, I did not like the whole Ezra Miller BDSM kind of weird sixteen year old thing happening. It's funny. I, he's weird. I, I, I didn't. Don't, like I don't. That. I don't dislike it like you do. I didn't like that. I, I think it's fun. Doing coke off somebody's forehead is hilarious. Okay, me. but I didn't like anything else around that scene. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't know without like his little pierced nipples and Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I could do without it. The Donald sex scene, yeah, so uncomfortable and weird and awful. Yeah. And I didn't like the it. baby shower scene is like the scene in every Judd Apatow movie where like it lays shit on thick and it goes on a little bit too long and you get all these characters and then at the end of it, like you're like, okay, I get what there was, but like, why did that just take up like 15 minutes yeah, of my like, time? Meh, you know, um, it gave some some light to some of the other like supporting characters, yeah. like you said, and that was what's good. the timetable of this movie? I don't know because number one, how long I felt, is basketball season? Uh, it starts in, uh, it starts in like the fall. So this was probably a summer. It starts. Uh, it starts in like October, November, and it runs through the summer till like June. Yeah, so it's probably sometime in the summer between June and November. Or oh, no, yeah. it's during basketball season because. Well, no, I think I, I don't know. That, I don't Sotomayor. remember. Was that supposed to be like opening night? That I'm, was opening night. I'm not even talking about like like basketball. By the way, the second best uh, Knicks movie of all time besides Soul, um, which is also hilarious because. Uh, this movie came out in 2015. I'm pretty sure Mari was like either already gone or he like was already like he was like playing in Turkey already or something. Like it, it was weird. Well, I, I love Amari at one point was like after LeBron, like my favorite player. Like I would kill for a, an old school son, Amari Sotomayor. That's not why. Because he's Israeli. It doesn't hurt his case, but that's not why I like him. Yeah, yeah. I liked him because he was like like the rare high school athlete that like like was successful early on he in his career and was super explosive was so yeah. good it's a shame what happened to him because I feel hip, like the the Suns team with him and Steve Nash and Sean Marion were one of those teams that should have won a title and they didn't but that's a podcast for another podcast the reason you why I was asking high was, school here in Orlando yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but he's Israeli stop harping on that Brie Larson, like, in some scenes just flat out does not look pregnant and in other scenes that happened before then she's like super pregnant and that's really distracting uh, and also, like, at one point, like, they've been together, like, how long? And, like, she hasn't met, like, certain people, and he hasn't met certain people. But then, like, he's preparing for, like, how long are they broken up for? Is it, like, three days? You don't know. Like, how long is she working on this I story? So. I, I, I think it may have started, I think it was opening night. I think it was. I think it was opening night. So it, I think that this goes from, like, the summertime. To I think you're right. To to opening night, so maybe a few months, but it makes sense if that he didn't meet the sister and husband because they were fighting at the time. Remember? Yeah, they were fighting, not talking. So that makes sense, you know. But I, I guess it that that also hurts it for me. Also, like it, like has like voiceovers, like at two or three parts. I was just talking about like tone. I was like, it. Yeah. Like, at the beginning of the movie, she has a voiceover that's, like, explaining the story. In the middle of the movie, she has a voiceover when, like, oh, they're yeah. actually dating. And, it, like, it doesn't fit in with, like, her dialogue and, like, it's just totally all over the place. And then when she's reading the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was talking about. Um, but, um, I'm trying to remember the other thing I was I was trying to say. I'm trying to go through my notes and, and fix it. Oh, yeah. And in, in, in the eulogy. So, like, Brie Larson, like, when they're talking afterwards, like, they're not, like, necessarily shooting her, like, full body, but, like, you can tell, like, she's not pregnant. <laughs> like, right. she's just not. Um, also, like, the eulogy, like, why are all those people there? Like, why would her boss be at that ceremony? Why would, like, all of her coworkers be there? Well, they're supporting No, them. it was, it's just there, again, taking me out of the realism of the scene. It's like, why would those people... No, they're not supporting her because her boss in the very next scene is like, oh, we're over this. Like, fuck off. Like. Right. But I think it's more of a sign of respect, right? Like, they're a small team. And so they went. So if, you know, God forbid something happened to somebody in our family and the funeral was local, I would expect our coworkers to go to it. 
But in this, it felt like, well, we got to get a couple jokes out of this. Which okay. is like the first scene with Vanessa Bear and uh, Method Man. And at the end, when Tilda Swinton's talking to Vanessa Bear about whatever. Um, and then you also have the added drama of like the luncheon and her boss like demanding to talk to her in that moment. Like, there's just, there's parts of the movie that are dialed up just for drama that are not realistic, like mm-hmm. at all. And for a movie that could be grounded in realism, despite the fact that you have celebrities, despite the fact that it's like, like, you know, in a big city and all this stuff going on, you just, you just you don't, I don't buy it. And I, I, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, man. Okay. Um, although I will say I do like the ending of the movie. I do like the dance and the way it kind of comes together with, with Uptown Girl, which I, I like as a Billy Joel song. I'm a Billy Joel fan. Uh, you know, I, I, I can, I can dig that. Um, and like, they have good facial expressions. I think it's, I think it's what funny. What year did this come out? Came out in 2015. What year did Pitch Perfect come out? The first one? Mm. 2011, 2012. Mm. But just because it's like kind of the same thing that happens in Pitch Perfect too. When you're talking about similarities and overture from other movies. You talk about, I didn't know this whole Amy Schumer joke mm-hmm. stealing thing, right? But when you're talking about it, then you talked about like the Key and Peele uh, similarity there. You know, the end of Pitch Perfect. Oh, the Breakfast Club thing? Yeah, Becca makes the song and the whole thing and uses the song that he's enamored with. It's true. And sings it to him basically and does the dance and all that stuff, right? So I I don't know. You saying that was like, oh, what's that remind me of? And that's what it reminded me of. Um, Man, fuck this movie. <laughs> See, I got you finally. But there is so, like I said, I like the ending. Um, the the scenes with just Hater and LeBron, that's not the Look, intervention, are so funny. LeBron is so fucking funny. He's LeBron is really so funny. funny. He's so funny. Like, the fact that they make LeBron James cheap is just hysterical to me. And he plays it so well. Can you feel like I'm a parking? Look at my sunglasses here. Yeah. I'm not going to go back to su- Sunglass Hut and spend another $30. $30 to Sunglass Hut. <laughs> and and then, then when they're splitting the bill and he's like. Fuck you. Yeah. But I I agree. <laughs> I'm. How do you think I'm financially responsible? We have to remain equals in our relationship. It's true. <laughs> I love the one blooper where he's like, you're a piece of shit, LeBron James. <laughs> About him like not having his wallet or his phone on him to yeah. pay. Uh, and then the basketball scene is very funny, too. LeBron is, like I said, if it wasn't for the intervention scene, I would really, really push for LeBron to be the MVP. He's for me, the MVP is Bill Hader. That's for me. If you have another case. He's great. I, I love Tilda Swinton in this. Oh. She is great. She was my other LVP nominee. No way. I, I think do she's not fantastic. Like her at all in this. No. I think she's so great. Oh, I God. I think it's so different than anything she's done. Wait, she's under like seven pounds of tanner because she normally has the complexion of a glue stick. I know, but I just think that she was so great and I thought she was really funny. Oh, I am a hard disagree. Okay. Well I it's fine because Vanessa Bayer is gonna be the LVP, so it doesn't matter we're what not she's there doing. yet. Um, I, I also think John Cena was really funny in so, this. Yeah, so we haven't talked about Cena. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. I think that's hilarious. Calling the guy Coco Beware is a good wrestling shout-out. Yeah. See, I like him better. In, so the the movie scene, again, is one of those unrealistic... I'm going to come over there and lick you. No, I'm going to come over there and lick your asshole. No, you're uh, an asshole. I'm going to come over there and lick you. the sex saying. scene is much funnier to me than the movie theater scene because, number one, John Cena speaking Chinese is always funny to me because he legitimately is fluent in Chinese. Um, Mandarin. Mandarin, whatever. Um, uh, looking at his b- fucking naked body. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Man, how many man butts did you see in this movie? Uh, this was an all-time man butt movie. Um, just, just him coming and selling fudge ripple ice cream. That, I, I wrote that down. Funny. I was like, fudge ripple ice cream. I, I think he's... Uh, Full like, pecker. Uh, like, up to that point, he was immediately the best part of the movie. Like, instantly, he was the best part of the movie. Because like, he comes in, like, 15, 20 minutes in. And I was like, okay, finally. Something, I think it was, like, the first time I laughed was with John Cena. Um, and, again, he's gone early. But he, he doesn't get it. He'd be, like, not to steal from, like, the rewatchables, but he's, like, a heat check. Like, he's in, like, two scenes, three scenes, and he puts up, like, 20 points. You know what I mean? Like... He does a really, really good job. For me, Hater is so good at being like naturally charismatic, 
but also having to be like kind of a boring but really sweet, really genuine, still funny guy. Yeah. Like his like the thing that kills it, the, the, the clinches it for me is the scene where like they first go like have sex, like like him just like being himself and kind of being a little tipsy and like having drinks with her and like his reaction in the car ride over to his place and his reaction like what's happening like he's so great in that mm-hmm. and that to me felt genuine and authentic like that would be how that character would react in this situation and scene um so that that's why i was pushing for him okay because scene and lebron each have one or two things that still show that they're not great actors whereas Tilda swinton for me that's a total curveball in that i don't think she works at all i think she's just very abrasive to a fault um, the only thing I like is when she fires her. That's the only scene of hers that I oh, that no, I like. You're fired. Yeah, what don't you get about that? Like, but every other like little interaction she has just feels like a a good actress taking a part to try to like get out of their comfort zone and be zany and funny. That's how it reads. I don't know. I thought she did. I thought she was really funny. I liked watching her, and I thought that her and Amy Schumer had like I thought she had good chemistry, especially like when. In the very beginning when they're pitching all the things, mm-hmm. I thought she had good chemistry with all the people that it was bouncing off of. Um, and that little thing between her and Randall Park, that was really funny. When she's like, I'm giving the story to her. And he's like getting all snippy. She's like, what? I just thought that they did a good job. I really, I liked watching them. Will you give me Bill Hader as MVP? Sure. Okay. Um, I, I do want to give... Uh, Colin Quinn, another shout out. I think Colin Quinn. Oh, he did a good job. He's also really, really good emotionally, but he's re- really funny. The worst we can update correspondent ever, but he's great. I didn't mention Brie Larson either. I thought Brie Larson was great in this too. Uh, I think she was very stoic. In well, it. no. See, I disagree with that. I think she. I think she was quietly very natural and charismatic. See, I have a big problem with her in like Endgame and Captain Marvel versus this. Because, again, I don't think that her tone and her body language and her facial expressions match that. But in this, being like the sardonic sister, I think she does match and fit. She had, And I think she, she's the person who had the best chemistry with Amy Schumer. I thought their scenes yeah. as sisters really worked and, and made they sense. They did. You're right. And I think I put a lot of that on her, not Amy Schumer. Okay. And I also, I always forget that she's in this movie. Because this is also, I think, the year she got nominated for an Oscar. I think it was, might have been, like, after Short Term 12, but before Room. So, like, this is when she's about to take off as well. Um, Bill Hader is now a multi-time MVP. He was MVP for, I believe, Adventureland. Um, so he has joined the multi-time MVP club. So congratulations to Bill Hader for that. Uh, okay. We're here. So, uh, let me start, please. Before you go. That's fine. You could do whatever you want because you're going to be wrong. No, no, no. So there has not been a greater joy in my life than eight or nine minutes in this movie when I realized that you nominated a Vanessa Bayer movie. I forgot she was in it. That's how much I hate her. I blacked out everything that she does. It is the hardest I laughed in the movie and the hardest I've ever laughed at Vanessa Bayer for that matter. Um... Go ahead. She's just terrible. She's so bad in this. She's not funny. She's so awkward and not in a funny way. Not in a good way. They make the jokes about her mouth being too big and being too too Is that why you have a problem with her? Shut the fuck up. She cornered the big mouth. Shut the fuck up. Hey, hey, that's that's an important book. Don't you dare. No. Oh, I was going to tear the pages out. What would you do? And make you fucking rewrite it. No, I'd rewrite it because you'd fuck it up. Uh- <laughs> She's terrible. I think Tilda But that's Swinton, why you don't like her is because she cornered the big mouth funny the, girl market. At the, end of, at the end of the movie, Tilda Swinton said everything that I wanted to say about Vanessa Bear. She looks like an idiot. And I rest my case. My note was... I think she has 253 teeth. <laughs> That's my note. A thousand percent. She's the, she's the LVP. A 
thousand percent she's the only so get some some backstory to this is when she she's was- awful that's the backstory she's awful she shouldn't have been on snl because only funny people are supposed to be on snl she's terrible when she was on snl shut the fuck up samantha just has this unnatural hatred for vanessa not natural she's terrible i'm not a fan of her either i've never oh, found great. her necessarily funny great. the jewish boy thing like the kid actor thing the miley cyrus thing it's Why do you know so me. many of the things that she does? Let's have a good memory. Those Ugh. are characters on SNL. Ugh. Just because I don't like something Ugh. doesn't mean I, I don't I stop paying attention. Take a lesson. Um and she's done not not much since she's left SNL. She had that guest spot on Brooklyn and I and I thought that was the best thing she'd done. I thought she was funny as that character. I hated. I hated. Uh but hated you those. like Flame. I just immediately like lean back and watch you. And when it's something you don't like, I I accentuate. That's why I give you like bad. I give you like sandworm gifts and Doctor Teeth gifts and a great and Felicity Titans, everybody. Doctor Teeth here. Jelly. You know that's my stage name, right? Not my real name. You know what my real name is? What? Doctor Bayer. She's my daughter. Ha <laughs> ha. Teeth. Goodbye. Um. How long have you been waiting to do that? Literally just came up with it right now. Uh. So when we used to watch SNL, even though it's on DVR, I would let the let the the opening like credits and the cast play until it did Vanessa Bear, <laughs> and then I would fast forward to it, just like I'm starting to do now with Heidi Gardner. She's who, so bad. Too. So I have to ask the question now. I can't. I can't. You I can't, have I to can't pick. Do it. I All right. Can't. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh my god. If Heidi Gardner. Was Vanessa Bayer in this movie? Do you think it would be better? No. You think it would be? She think Vanessa Bayer is worse than Heidi Gardner. I think that they're both awful. No, you have to make. No, this decision. I think that they're both you awful. You have to make this decision. Heidi Gardner couldn't do this part because it's not a dumb blonde. Huh? It talks like this. <laughs> She's basically a Janice from The Electric Mayhem. If I can round out the rest of the band. Yeah, exactly. You have to make the decision. No. You won. In a room with a gun and cut, one bullet. You could cut that. I would curve the bullet so it hit them no, both. make a decision. I would curve the bullet. I, I can't. I cannot. I will not. They're both terrible. And I... You're no fun. Can I make I a case for Marv Albert? <laughs> no. He's so unnatural. Inconsequential. He had one scene. She had several. And every time, she sucked. Every time. She sucked. She was awful. The one thing that did cinch it for her, because she obviously is the LVP for me as well. I'm just being difficult. Although I, I was going to make a harder case for Tilda Swinton, but as soon as you said you liked her, I, I backed off. Uh, is like The scene I referenced, like when the when the the funeral is starting, she's like, you know, I... I, I, I had a black boyfriend. And then she just like reacts to it, and she's doing like the, the head thing she always does. Yeah, and, and then like he, smiling. and then Method Man says, "I bet your mother was proud," <laughs> which is a funny line. <laughs> right, he was funny, and she's like, "She was." Why is Method Man like was. Jamaican in this? It's so random and weird. Uh, yeah, it's Vanessa Bear. It, it is. I, I tried. And the sad I thing don't is, know why you tried? It was always gonna be Vanessa Bear. Let, so let's so. Shut up. I didn't even say anything. I don't want you to say nothing. Like, so if it wasn't her, who would you give it to? If you did have, like, a like a co-LVP. Just if you could be, like, not... Oh, Marv. Bias. Oh, f- fuck you. Very good. Oh, you know where Vanessa Bear's from, by the way? I think she's from Ohio, actually. Cleveland. Yep, I thought so. Yeah. Yep, I thought so. All the uh, we already talked about it. Oh, fuck, LeBron is so good in this movie. So LeBron it makes is me so good it makes me really anticipatory of Space Jam, just because he's far and away better than Michael Jordan, like so much better than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and naturally charismatic, and like gets it. That I'm hopeful we get out of that. We probably won't. He'll be probably very wooden and stilted because he's acting alongside nothing essentially. Yeah. But it, it gives me hope, and I, I'd be, I'd welcome him doing other things. Um, Cena is an interesting case, and in that like Cena, like you can tell this is like Cena's first movie in this, 
Like the difference between him and this and blockers is like oh, night and night day. Night and day. Like we haven't done he blockers yet. He found his footing. Like I would argue, like he might be an MVP threat in blockers. Yes. Um, but like now, like he like he's gone a different direction than the Rock. Where like the Rock, like when he started, like stuck to the action route and then went the family route. And now... Is in, like, the comedy route. Well, The Rock does everything now. Like, The Rock is, like, The Rock is, like, the biggest movie star. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Cena, like, doesn't seem like he wants... And Batista. Batista wants to be, like, a character actor. Batista's like, I want to be, like... Like, Drax, I want to be. I want to be. Well, he, he's doing big shit. The guy in um, Blade Runner. Blade, like he's in Blade Runner and Marvel movies and James Bond yeah. and Dune, but like he's like the nuanced characters in those. Right, like right. he's got like the hard part in those. Right. Cena like started out in comedy, is now getting into like superhero and action movies, but still has like well, a tongue also, in cheek. No, no, no. To be fair, he did also start out in superhero movie. Oh, sorry, in, like the in action movies. He was in, like, but the that, Marine But that movies. was, like, in 2005. This is, like, 10 years after the right. fact. That's a bit, like, a WWE thing. Like, I don't I don't fault him for any of those because that's just part of, like, his fucking right. wrestling right. contract. You know what I mean? But, like, now, like, he's going to be in Suicide Squad. He's going to have an HBO show based on that character. He's fucking Vin Diesel's brother, as ridiculous as that is in Fast and the Furious. But he also does, like, fucking pistachio commercials and fucking Glad commercials and Experian commercials. Like... He's to me. He's just like I want to do as many reps as I can, to just like Find get better thing. and better yeah. and better at it, so I can get like my thing. Right. And it might be Peacemaker. It might be the the Marvel thing. I don't or the the uh, the Suicide Squad thing. I don't know. Um, that's his character in Suicide Squad. I got it. I I I got it. Uh, so it's very interesting. And in this, it's just like I just want to do something so not me in WWE. Mm-hmm. To just attract attention. And then I think he did Sisters as well after this. And it's like, okay, this guy's pretty funny. Let's give him let's give him a chance. And, you know, he's he's made it work. Um so, so I'm yeah, like, so like big ups to the two of them. Yeah, absolutely. So I want I want LeBron to do more um like that, like as his career winds down, because I think he could be really, really good. He won't. He's gonna be like a fucking owner and like an entrepreneur and producer. And, and he'll and he'll and he'll, he'll be great at it, you know. Excuse me. And he'll probably do like commentary and like the sports and shows and stuff like that. He's too big. Like when the big guys do it, it doesn't work well. Like like Shaq, like Shaq and well, Barkley. Well, Shaq and Barkley are still like Shaq's a top ten, top fifteen player. Barkley's probably top twenty five, fifty at this point. Uh, like when Magic Johnson did it and like others did it, like you almost have to be not as good because there's an ego that comes with it. Shaq is good, but Shaq has plenty of faults. Shaq is, just devolves into like, look at the rings or like, like has a huge ego at times when like you compare anything to him or like when he has opinions about things. LeBron would be exactly the same way. LeBron's going to be too big to do that job. LeBron is going to fucking buy the Cavs, probably. Please, God. So I have to deal with Dan Gilbert's horse shit. Stupid son. Um, and, like, he'll produce movies and, you know, do, do what he does and, like, music and whatever. Um, but, yeah. And invest in homage, baby. Give me some more soft shirts. Uh, the other person that, like, I kind of find, like, we haven't talked about their career path is Ezra Miller, who, like... I feel like he was, was a close LVP candidate for mm, me. Not for me. I think he was fine enough. Uh, was on yeah. a trajectory like perks of being a wallflower, uh, like kind of like that indie, you know. But like then he did Flash. Yeah. And then you know he's kind of like been waiting around to do whatever else after that. And then also Fantastic Beasts. He's one of those actors that like gets gobbled up in the franchise stuff, and now it's like I have no interest in anything he'd really do, just because I don't. Think I think he's very good as Flash, but I, he just has a stigma to him, you know. Right. And that's and that's unfortunately what happens, kind of like Amy Schumer. Like a lot of there's a lot of positive and negative stigmas I feel like that come out of this movie with her and with Ezra Miller and uh, I had another one I'm forgetting I remember off the top of my head, but like for Hater and Cena and LeBron and others, they exit the movie very very well, and I think that's what happens in these Apatow movies right. is the stars. Like, when I left Forty Old Virgin, Steve Carell is fantastic. He's absolutely the best part of that movie. Right. But I left the movie going, who the fuck was that Seth Rogen guy? Yeah. Same thing with... Uh, and Elizabeth with, Banks with even Knocked in up. that movie? Yeah, with Knocked Up. I went, holy shit, I want more. I want even more of Paul Rudd. Right. I want more of Jonah Hill and Jason right. Segel. Right, right. 
and forgetting Sarah Marshall, I left forgetting Sarah Marshall going, give me more Russell Brand. Right, exactly. And then immediately was like, okay, never mind. Like, but like, <laughs> but th- right, that's what happens right. in these movies. Having like the standout person in yeah. the movie may not be the main character, but like the standout person, you're like, give me more of that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. Uh, we also didn't mention, I, I briefly mentioned the movie in a movie here. They just randomly got Daniel Radcliffe to be a dog walker who would definitely do that movie. Uh, he does a lot of weird shit. Is he able to do it without any clothes on and swing his dick around like in? He do that in, in Equus. In Equus. Uh, How do you know? You seen Equus? No, I heard. I, I read the news when it happened. Uh, at some point, I'm going to nominate. Uh, we have two weird Daniel Radcliffe movies. I want to nominate uh, Horns, the movie where yeah, he just has horns, he has and horns. Swiss Army Man, where he's that oh, yeah. farting zombie. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to those. They're on my list. I'm not doing it today. Okay. But. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just find that, but again, that stuff funny. So, so to go back to your point, too, about like that franchise person, like Ezra Miller, like Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Yeah. And so look at what he's done after Harry Potter. Farting zombie movie. But so, but so that's different to me in that he has fuck it all money, where he's like, I'm set for the rest of my life and my grandchildren's 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 life. Because right. I was Harry fucking Potter. Everything is for me now. Right. If I want to do a farting dead corpse movie, I'm going to do it. If I'm going to do that weird TBS, like, fucking medieval show, I'm going to fucking do it. Oh, yeah, I forgot he He can do too. whatever he wants. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Emma Watson's quitting acting. Oh, that's probably for the best of everybody. Um, good. Meanwhile, Rupert Grit would like that scone. Uh, no, he was in something re- recently. I don't fucking know. Uh, the one, uh, my last note I have to point out was, uh, spoilers, Amari Stoudemire does not get the Knicks back. <laughs> the Knicks suck. They suck, they suck, they suck. Uh, except they are better than the Cavs right now, which means I might have to run a half marathon, uh, soon. The Cavs are now, like, four games behind the Knicks, because, we're, of course we are. Um, I did also like, I did like the sports, like, like, angle to that. Like, that personally, like, there's a lot that interests me about the movie, and that's why I was able to, like, engage with it. Um, we didn't even also mention some of the other, like, like Pete Davidson has two lines in this movie. Leslie Jones has two lines in this oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. It's a lot of It's a lot of people that are like, hey, let's get you on set for a day and just see what you can fucking joke about and see what makes it, you know? And that's that holds weight in these movies. And now you see Pete Davidson got a couple movies on his own. I'm sure Leslie Jones will get there at some she's point. On, she's the host of Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. Jillian loves her. She does. And her and Andrew's angry will argue about that in ten years. Or next time they see each other, Jillian's vocal skills are, are great. Better, better than, than Andrew's. <laughs> better than mine fucking fucking up every word in this goddamn box. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else on... I think we nailed it. I th- yeah, I think we did a good job here. Um, and we avoided all like the sex stuff. I think that's the other thing in the movie is I just like sitting through some of it like i so don't like we met in college and we both very much did not well i think i don't know what your freshman year looked like <laughs> neither do i <laughs> what were you saying never mind i don't want to have this conversation anymore what's your score for the movie no no what were you going to say no i'm good what were you going to say nah, what were you going to say was it's it's again it's a disconnect with me and Why? Because you've had to fuck the same girl since you were twenty. I know. <laughs> but like some of the like the candidness of it, like I I don't shy away from anything. We don't talk about it on the show because who the fuck wants to hear married people talk about their sex lives? Um, I don't even want to talk about our sex exactly. life. <laughs> um, it just I don't know. It just something about it just didn't pull me in. And I think that one might honestly be, like you were talking about earlier, the male versus female difference. Because, like, in a male-driven comedy, like the other Apatow movies, I have no problem with it. But for this, I don't know. It's because the woman was asking for what she wanted? No, no, that's not it. It's just Mm. just not funny to me. Mm. I don't know. And, and of course, I'm not going to make the women are not funny argument. That's chauvinistic and pig-headed and right. But... uh, (laughs) I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but no, it just it's just not it's just not something I find funny or like that I enjoy hearing ad nauseum. So you know. Don't you watch a lot of porn? Yeah, but they're not funny. 
<laughs> there's not comedic All right, boards. How are you gonna? There isn't. No, there's like porn bloopers, mar- but I that's just that like that's a, what uh, the dick slid out of her ass. I think that's a market we need to we need to look into there. Well, there there let's get, are let's get like I think on the case. they do like all those like those parodies now. Like they've been doing like for years. I don't watch any of those because like they're well, they're not free anywhere. But um, <laughs> but they do like Avengers triple X porn and like. Stranger Things, Triple X porn, and like Power Rangers, like shit like that. But they also like, like there there used to be like funny porns, but like it's just not a thing. I feel like anymore. Uh, I'm not gonna. Wait in email us marriedwithmovies at gmail and let us know if there are any funny porns. I do remember one like porn thing that uh, Tony and I and uh, others used to talk about back in college was like there was one scene where like a guy was getting ready to like have sex with a girl, and he was like. Uh, he says essentially like, yeah, I'm going to stick it up your ass. And she's like, isn't that where poop comes from? And he goes, not right now, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. There's another one where... Uh, um, I, we really don't have to have this conversation. <laughs> I'm really not that interested. Please stop talking to me about funny porn scenes. Can I just do one more, no. please? Please. No. I have to be talking no. about Vanessa Bear. One more. No. There's a no. scene where no. the guy... No. Uh, no. Like, no. She's what was it you were going to say earlier? I honestly don't remember now. The guy, she's having sex with multiple men, and she's like, like up on her neck and like her hands and her feet and her like legs are over her head, and the guy like that's not possible. Puts yeah, it is. Puts like <laughs> his balls into her ass while he's like having sex with her like normally, like for like a good like 30, 45 seconds. And one of the other guys that's like in like the gangbang scenes, like I'm gonna try that shit when I get home. <laughs> it's just very funny to me. So stuff like that. But those are ad-libs. That's Apatow yelling off-screen at the guy to say that stuff. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, those also okay. all, that's all stuff from like 10, 15 years ago. Like, that stuff's okay. like... Okay, you're going to you know. have to put like a... Uh, We're explicit. Explicit, yeah. I love that I talked about how I said that uh, to my new co-workers that I have a podcast. And they're like, ooh, let me check it out. Yeah, yeah. mine are also aware that I have a podcast. And they all are aware of what porn is. So grow the fuck up. You nominated it. I score it first. Um, I hate you so much. Like I said, I I still like this movie, but I have many problems with it from kind of its tone, its performances at points, but there's still a lot of funny stuff that takes place in it. I'm going to give it... Between two scores. I'm going to give it... Because of LeBron, I'm going to give it the extra... No, no, no. I'm going to give it a six. Oh. Is my score. Giving it a six and a half. Oh, that was going to be my... Super... Oh, so how the fuck can you be like, oh, I love this movie. I don't have anything bad to say about it. And then you give it... You convinced The other score I was going to give it. You convinced me. Good. I'm great at what I do. Trainwreck. In the books. 6.25 for Trainwreck. Um... Next week, Deadpool 2, continuing our Wrap It Up series. The episode after that, our movie that was purchased for us that I still won't reveal yet. After that, your 2020 movie we should have watched winner, The Greatest Showman. After that, our random movie we drew, Jeff Who Lives at Home. And then after that, it's the movie I'm nominating right now. Uh, I don't know why I just want to fuck you up. <laughs> so... I'm nominating, Why are you so mean? I'm nominating uh, a movie I have seen and a movie I have not seen by the same director. Uh, God, maybe dude. the two most like important and famous like horror movies of the past like five uh, years. I'm nominating Hereditary and Midsummer. I think it has not been nominated. Yes, I think so. Hereditary has not been nominated. I, I have the book is. right in front of me. Yeah, but you've been known to fuck up. And I have not fucked it up. I have not nominated Hereditary. 100% positive. You might be thinking of the Baba Duke. Yeah, maybe that's right. Yeah. So Hereditary, which I have not seen, and Midsummer, which I have seen, are my two nominations. Such a fucking dick. <laughs> Anytime. Are you looking them up? No, I'm just writing the one that I'm not picking on my can't pick list. Hereditary. Is the one we're watching? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, good. Because I've not seen that one. I, I know everything that happens in it. I've seen plenty of scenes from it. 
but I've not actually watched it from beginning to end. And that's, from all accounts, the better one. Like, it almost got nominated for, like, Academy Awards and stuff. So I think Tatiana's a big fan of it. So. Uh, most people are a big fan So that's fan why. Of it. That's why. And also, I didn't hear glowing things about Midsommar, so... Midsummer. You don't have to go Midsummer. Well, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, Why it wouldn't is. you pronounce it that way? There's plenty. Don't let's not get into the English language and pronunciation. Oh yeah. Why don't you read the back of the box again? Thank for you us. for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio for bonus content. we got to come up with our new uh, like Patreon exclusive. It's been a while. I found my notes for Stacked on my phone. I still have them. have no idea what happened. Um, maybe in the summer we'll get back to it. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe in the midsummer we'll get back to Stacked. You're such a dick. Uh, Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. For me personally, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. At Jam with Your Sam for Samantha on Instagram. Thank you. I did it on uh, Boxing Friends Break today as well. Oh, thank you. Or my Wackpack, or maybe both. I don't know. Uh, Arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. Um, we're in the year 1992, and it's going great. Also, my... That's it. Because <laughs> I, I was getting ready to promote this show on this show. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, uh, if you're a Podswoggle fan... Uh, maybe be on the lookout for some news coming up. Of course, in a few weeks, we're going to have our WrestleMania pick em show, but there might be something else happening. Anything else? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, no. No, that's it. Cool. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. I'm going to find this LeBron-friendly thing. I, I, I have to immediately start my 2021 Mullet Award list, which means I'm going to beat you again. Because I have to immediately put Marv Albert as should have been LVP and LeBron as should have been MVP. Unless I do it too. Every single night and every single day, I'ma do my thing, I'ma do my thing. So don't you worry about me, I'ma be okay. I'ma do my thing, I'ma do my thing. And Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.